A man can receive nothing, no thing except it be given him from heaven. What does that mean? Whatever you receive comes to you from your highermost self-definition. Self-awareness is the whole secret of life, the whole secret of experience. All else is commentary. You'll find me redundant, and I intend to be, because these are not just intellectual exercises here. I'm not interested in just imparting to you some beautiful theories to tickle your ears or to impress you with my expertise. What we give you here, you can use instantly. So again, I say, you are free to modify, to change, to build your self-image. But once that self-image is set in the subconscious mind, free will ends and what I call subconscious compulsion takes over. If you don't like being poor, you are free such as it is, but this is self-awareness. On this side of self-awareness, let's say, free will operates. Because you're free to establish a self-image, a self-awareness. But once self-awareness is established, subconscious compulsion sets in. Now, Reverend Ike says you can be what you want to be, have what you want to have, yes and no. If you identify yourself as the one who is being, doing, and having, you will have it. Because whatever belongs to your self-awareness must come to you. Suppose, for example, uh, somebody wants to become a millionaire. Can just anybody become a millionaire? Yes and no. So we're both correct. All right, suppose you want to become a millionaire. What must you do? You must establish in your subconscious mind the awareness of being a millionaire. If you do not establish in your subconscious mind the awareness or the image of being a millionaire, you can't. But once you establish in your mind the thought, the feeling, the emotions of a millionaire, you'll be subconsciously compelled to do all that is necessary to become a millionaire, and you will become. Now the words from the lips of Jesus, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, comes into play under subconscious compulsion. And by the way, that's my term, I never heard it before. Because anything that you establish as a part of your self-awareness, it happens automatically past that point. You establish wealth as a part of your self-awareness, it'll be easy for, for you to be wealthy. It'll just keep coming to you. Here again from the scriptures, to him that hath, to him it shall be given. To him who has a certain self-awareness, all that belongs to that subconscious self-awareness will be drawn unto him. And I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men, I will draw all manifestations unto me. Whatever awareness, whatever image of myself that I lift up in my self-awareness, it will draw all manifestations like unto itself unto me. This is why here we're constantly teaching you to identify yourselves with health, happiness, love, success, and prosperity. And here is something which will tell some of you religious people why certain things do not happen in your praying. You see, here again, I don't care how you pray and ask God to do certain things and to give certain things to you unless you, in your mind, become the person Let's just take something, for instance. People who pray for healing, Lord, heal me. The healing is not going to take place 
until and unless that person becomes aware of himself as a healed person, uh, as a healthy person. And I've seen this happen and it's, it's somewhat heartbreaking for religious people because here again it's, it's a case, as I've said before, where people are morally right but mentally wrong. Lord, help me. Lord, do this. But whatever you want to be, to do, and to have, you must first of all become aware of yourself as the one who is being, doing, and having. And once you do that, you don't really have to worry. You'll be led to do the right things. You'll, you'll be compelled to do the right things. Uh, some people have gotten hung up by uh, saying, well, Reverend Ike, uh, you just tell people to become aware of themselves and, and to visualize that they're being, doing, and having all of those good things. Uh, do they have to work for any of those things? You know, they didn't follow me all the way, I could tell. So now you just teach those people, and you know, we're good on visualization. We're very good on that. So you just teach people to just sit down and visualize themselves being and doing and having all of these things. Uh, uh, is there any work involved? Yes, there's all kind of work involved. But if you become aware of yourself, for example, as a millionaire, subconscious compulsion takes over and it will lead you to take the right steps. There are some people who want certain things and they try to get certain things, they try to become certain things and do certain things without having, as Emmett Fox would say, the mental equivalent, uh, the equivalent self-awareness. And this is why it's so hard to be, to do, and to have. Anytime you find yourself struggling to be, to do, or to have something, it means that you have not established the self-awareness of yourself in being and doing and having. So your work is first of all to establish the awareness of yourself as the person who is being, doing and having the good which you desire. And then you practice Sabbath. That's when you rest. You shall not need to fight after that. This is why so many times I've watched, I've watched people break their backs and their necks working hard year in, year out trying to accomplish certain things and just never could quite accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. It was because they did not establish the self-awareness which is equivalent to what they desired. Look at your ideal self in your mind. Acquaint yourself with your ideal self and the good which belongs to your ideal self-image will come unto you. You find that once you establish a positive self-image of yourself being, doing and having the good which you desire, as Reverend Ike would say, everything will just start clicking. You just start meeting seemingly by accident all of the right people for all of the right purposes. All of the right things will just start happening. But you find life a struggle at being, doing, and having until you establish the equivalent self-awareness. The self-awareness which belongs to that which you want to be, to do, and to have. This is why for a period of one year in particular, you remember I exclusively taught what? Visualization. Teaching you how to see yourself. Teaching you how to identify yourself with that which you desire to be, to do, and to have. And those of us sitting here, we know that it has worked. We witnessed it work for people. Some people came here by the thousands when I, and went through these visualization techniques with me for the first time and things just began to happen. All right. Somewhere I read this, when I look at you, I'm disappointed. When I look at myself, I'm disgusted. But when I look at him, I'm satisfied. What this really is, it's a contrast between the positive self-image and the negative self-image. When I look from a human concept of self, of myself, upon a human concept of others, I'm disappointed and disturbed. 
Humans looking upon the human scene are always disappointed and disturbed. And here in this philosophy, we do not teach people simply to think of themselves as mere human beings, a worm crawling upon the dust. Some of us in our religious upbringing, this was instilled into us, and some of us even went to church and sang that hymn, For Such a Worm as I. Too many of us have been taught to think of ourselves as simply a birth certificate waiting for a death certificate. What a poor self-image. But there's the divine self within you which we teach you to identify with. And another beautiful hymn indicates that human lives through many scenes are drawn and vexed with trifling cares. While thine eternal thought moves on, thine undisturbed affairs, there is that within you which is undisturbed. When I permit myself for one moment to get too caught up in an outer scene of disorder. I bring myself back to my divine self by simply affirming the divine order is in order. Say that with me. Come on. The divine order is in order. And it's good to know that there is a divine order that is in order and it's not going to get out of order. And then I decree we are in it and of it. Come on, let's do the whole thing. The divine order is in order. We are in it and of it. Or you can say, I am in it and of it. Come on. The divine order is in order. I am in it and of it. If all your self-identity contains is just the idea of yourself being some poor little worm, as someone has said, I believe, in this way, a pawn in the hand of fate, then you're really in trouble. But I'm part of the divine order. The divine order is established within me together. The divine order is established within me. And I must not permit myself to get so caught up in the scene of human disorder that I forget that the divine order is in order. Well, now, this is where my shouting religious nature begins to come out a little, you know. Because it just makes me happy when I think about that. Because, you see, this divine order that resides at the center of me, this is the Father's house. And in the words of the spiritual, everything is all right in the Father's house. And this is why, again, from the Psalms, the Jewish hymn book, the 91st Psalm, it opens by saying, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But you see here again, science comes into play. You have to know that the secret place is within you. And when you know that the secret place, the place of peace, is within you, you're free from the confusion of the world. And you're not going to get free from the confusion of the world until you know where the secret place of the Most High is. And here again in another psalm, David, the sweet singer of Israel, said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple, for in the time of trouble He will hide me in his pavilion. He will set me upon a rock. And you see, people need to discover this rock, this divine foundation, which is within. And learn to build your self-awareness upon this rock of divine self-awareness. And then you see, the world can't shake you anymore. 
As we used to sing, picking cotton in the South, we used to sing, then the world can't do you no harm. So let me ask you another question. Where do you live? And don't answer out loudly. Where do you live? You'd better learn how to live in the secret place of the Most High. You'd better learn how to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Dr. Miller one day spoke to a very outstanding clergyman, said, how are you? And the clergyman began to complain about all the different things that were going wrong. And so Dr. Miller said to him, you need to get out of your human self and get into your divine self. And this sort of sums up our philosophy of what we're trying to get people to really do. Get out of the human self-image and enter into the house of the Lord. Enter into the divine idea of yourself. Stop saying, oh hell, I'm only human. When you say I'm only human, you let yourself in for everything that humans suffer. This is why, again, the prophet Isaiah says, cease from man whose breath is in his nostrils. Stop thinking of yourself simply as a pawn in the hand of fate. Stop thinking of yourself as, well, I'm only human. I declare that I'm not human, I'm divine. And as I said before, I love Jesus more than I ever did, but I have given up the Jesus of Christian misinterpretation because the Jesus of formal theology, there was a conversation between Jesus and Peter, who later became the Apostle Peter. And Jesus asked the question, Who do you say that I am? And the answer was, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. But you see, this not only applies to one man, Jesus, but the Christ, the Son of the living God, is the true identity of every man. And when a man comes to know who he is in God and who God is in him, he then ceases to be merely human and he becomes divine. I want to be a bit redundant and I want to tell you something so that you can change now. You can be transformed by the renewing of your mind and you can get out of the negative human experience. Stop thinking, stop saying, I'm only human. Because then you identify yourself with all of the miseries and misfortunes that humanity is heir to. Identify yourself as the son of the living God and you become heir to a divine inheritance. It's time for the Divine Connection Show. Peace, everyone. Peace. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica. And Tasia. Hope everyone's having a good week. Um, I know I've been having a good and productive week. How about you, Tasia? Oh, yeah, it's been good. Um, I've just uh, been, well, we both have been, um doing boot camp so physically pushing my my body to the limits right um past what i thought was my limit but yeah like i have this past session we had this week it was like i was definitely pushed beyond my limit and um so i thought and um just kind of like impressed myself because mm-hmm compared to where I was from the beginning and um, people that know me know that I don't like to work out at all but I was always active in dance so Mm -hmm. just doing that enough like a couple times a week um, was enough for me and then also you know when I worked in the office um, the building was so it's so large 
that I used to get at least 4,000 to 5,000 steps in a day because I would often um, walk around the building. We would lap, like take frequent breaks and just walk. And um, so, yeah, with 2020 hitting, it has taken a toll, not like in a super major way, but still, like as far as fit wise, it has caused me to have to um, just do something else. I can't no longer be like, oh, I don't work out. I'm the type that don't work out. Um, I hate working out. It's just like, but you want to live, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to keep your circulation going, that move that like stagnant waste toxins, let that stuff expel from your body, you know, get the cardiac exercises going. It's important to exercise your heart and your lungs. That way you're able to um, maintain your immune system and you know, um, if you don't use it, you lose it. So even when it comes to deep breathing and, you know, br- um, actively breathing, you know, from working out and stuff like that, that actually exercises your lungs and is good for you. So that way, if there's ever an infection, then you're already exercised. Your lungs are healthy enough to fight and come back anything that may fluid or anything that may develop um you know it's more like a holistic type of thing it's not just like you know let me just start doing this and my life is uh you know it's cured per se but holistically it's just like I had to just accept it and I'm telling you my friends people that have known me in the past they know I do not like working out but I've definitely seen a change in you because definitely a mentality change because now it's like we look forward to going so Mm -hmm. and you weren't like that before so there is something and um, I wasn't like that before when it comes to going to boot camp um to working out oh to working out to working out yeah yeah in general absolutely hated it but you know I gotta do what I gotta do right so I can't be like oh and it's not that bad. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I like to see myself strong, though. I didn't need to before. I'm not even going to. Yeah. I mean, I could have used working out. But when it comes to dance, dance is working out. So, the dance lessons, um, mm-hmm. ballet, I wish everybody would at least take a class. I'm talking males and females. When I did take lessons, I'm talking like a regular, intermediate, first level ballet class you will be sore you're let every part of your body gets worked a lot of athletes um do ballet like professional athletes football players yeah like they'll do that because it's good for balancing it is amazing like seriously everything quads glutes Mm -hmm. calves you know your ankles your core your back, mm-hmm. your your shoulders. It's just, I mean, you just go to a half hour to hour class. I guarantee, if the ones that I'm thinking of, they you'll be sore for like three whole days. Yeah, I, I tried one. Can't walk straight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I tried like, one. It's like I was using, um, and I used to be really active, and I played different multiple sports, and um, it's just a different conditioning. 
um, mm-hmm. I, muscles that I hadn't used yeah, it's what, muscles after being in the gym for years and years. Yeah, it was just different. It was different. And I'm not like a professional dancer, but it's something that I've done for a long time, like a little bit of contemporary and liturgical. Semi-pro, no. (laughs) But, you know, so I was active in like doing that. So even if I wasn't, so when you're a dancer per se, dancers get in shape by doing dance lessons, you know, and dance is so vast. So there's like all type of different Mm -hmm. dance lessons that you could take or, or workshops and things like that. So that's that was my activity it wasn't like i'm not just lazing about i was involved i was practicing i was coming up with choreography that i had to teach so um yeah so anyway i never really had to work out that's not the type of working out i wouldn't do this the stuff we do in boot camp i wouldn't do that to get in Mm -hmm. shape for dance right right so that's why i didn't that's what i mean when i say i didn't have to because i didn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i yeah, but that's out. just to show, you know, everything is not typically for everybody. You know, you can do anything. It's just yeah. you, you'll you like something more than the other, and that's okay. This is as long as you have something mm-hmm. to keep you active. Right, exactly, yep. And, yeah, so anyway, that's been, that's what we've been up to. Because we have goals, we have goals in life, but we have to... I mean, look, if you don't have this body healthy, what do you have at the end of the day? Right. So, I have other goals for my body internally that I want to take care of. And, you know, it's just crazy. Like, life is too short. I mean, I had a relative to um, this week, just yesterday, life-changing, very life-threatening experience, healthy basically i mean appear healthy you know just basically an icu problems with their heart and um issues but they're fine they're thank god that um everything's okay but that's that's just i'm just yeah it's just crazy because it just goes to show like we just got to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and then we're not exempt to things just not being perfect like we do what we can we have this body we only get one one temple and we gotta try to our best to do right by it but um people can be perfectly healthy and still end up in the hospital and you know with some condition that you know I don't know unforeseen diagnosis and circumstances so anyway i'm more of a in a i don't know grateful kind of mood this Mm -hmm. week you Mm -hmm. know grateful and thankful for life and doing what i can for myself and others but you know it's been a good week though overall i mean the abundance out in the garden the sunlight all of that is just blessed to me just abundant so yeah I mean really like literally to go in the backyard and pick out your own mixed greens from kale to swiss chard to spinach I mean or like even you can use the beets the leaves from the beets that are growing like it's just blessed like it really is it's epic it's everything I've always wanted 
I mean, just a thriving garden. So, um, yeah, I might post some pictures on our Instagram page, JT Muse on Instagram, JT Muse underscore. Mm -hmm. or, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, overall, you guys, um, we like to talk about, well, what we've been talking about is just health as a whole. So we were we're getting our physical body in shape, but we want to also be balanced spiritually. And you guys, if you've listened to us before, you know we're we like to stay on the spiritual tip. But now we're moving into a different, um, moving into a more a different vein, I guess, a different category stuff that we've done before but didn't realize we were into. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's just called something else, you know, in a, in a different light, different light. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we discussed the root chakra last week and this week we're on the sacral, I mean, is it the sacral? Yeah, mm -hmm. the sacral chakra. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about that today. So I just wanted to just give like a overview um of what that is about the sacral chakra it's the second chakra of the body and the center of creativity pleasure and enjoyment it is also known in western culture as the spleen or sacral chakra because of its location in the body in the lower abdomen about two inches beneath the navel so it also means um, one's own or meaning home or dwelling place. Mm -hmm. So it's also um, the chakra is connected to your emotions, desire, and sexuality. Also creativity. Right. Yeah. And... Um, it involves movement in the hips and uh, lower abdomen. I'm sorry, involvement. You know, certain movements in the hips and lower ab abdomen stimulates this chakra. So yeah, um, it is responsible for creativity and um, personal creativity. And um, what the individual offers to the world through the arts, work, and procreation. Mm -hmm. It's also the human connection to the inner truth and knowing oneself. Self-knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes um, deeper and deeper, but I won't um, dive in too deep. Because um, I like what Tasia has to say. Um on it and we'll just keep it that way and touch base because the thing about this is it's never ending um with all of this learn these um teachings and learnings and all this all this knowledge out here like the thing about the chakras is there's over there's like hundreds of different chakras and we narrowed it down to seven so it's like we'll start here but if you ever feel like you've mastered this and just like anything like I mentioned before it's like just like the basics instructions before leaving earth is there 
and you I'm not gonna say master it all but like once you know everything in that book or overall the gist you know sometimes you need a little bit you need to go a little bit deeper so sometimes there's other other books you can read there's other documents there's mm -hmm. other ancient texts you may want to tap into so we're not going to limit the the this being ourselves this body and into seven chakras but this is where we're going to definitely start um, yeah it's just like anything else you just continue to pull back layers and things are revealed to revealed, you in yeah. time mm -hmm. and uh you mentioned before like um well you and information and some things that you find it actually finds you so you don't right. really necessarily have to search for it but it reveals itself exactly and like a lot of knowledge and a lot of things i've been uh privileged to or should i say information that i've been privileged to like that stuff finds me um there's a lot of things that we don't get to discuss but it's just like i'm not looking for this you know i really don't look for it but um as far as this uh the chakras and things like that i mean i've are i've known like a little I won't mm -hmm. say I've known a lot because there's some things I've known, but I look in the church. It was called something else. You know what I mean? Right, so right. it's just like this is the same thing in a different. <laughs> just, just packaged a different way. Right, packaged differently. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So with the sac sacral chakra, um, as Jessica was mentioning, it has... Um, to do with your reproductive organs, your bladder, your kidney, um, and your lower uh, vertebrae, your lower back, um, just underneath your belly. Um, so with this, there is a certain color that's represented just as all of the chakras, but the one that's assigned to the sacral chakra is orange. And then orange is also a representation of heat and filling. Um, and then on to the vibration, there's a vibrational frequency, uh, that is attached to it as well, which is the, uh, 288 Hertz. So, when you listen to music, the frequency that it's on, um, is also assigned to the different, uh, chakras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's very interesting. So, I mean, if you're into the sound bowls and you just have a sound bowl just to have it, like, that's how I would be. Um, I didn't know that there was certain hertz yes. ranges for certain chakras, yep. which makes a lot of sense. Because um, to me, I mean, this is just the uh, immaturity in this for me is just, I feel like any sound bowl is going to help regardless but if you're like a master at these things um a sound bowl is very um intentional if you're trying to work a certain chakra you're like oh yeah, let it, me go get this one it just actually activates that certain energy yeah so that's pretty that's fascinating to me because i love the sound bowls i love to hear people play them um it's taking me to the heavens i'm not even kidding um, I've talked about that before. It's just like, it's amazing. Like what sound and vibration and 
spirit, like how all that's connected, physics of all of this, um, and it literally elevates you. Like you can feel it, like drawing you. It's like the most mm-hmm. amazing thing. So, um, yeah, intentional, intentional like releases, meditations, mm-hmm. and activations. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, that's all good stuff. Um and just gonna try to just describe to you guys what a healthy, balanced sacral chakra is, um, that's open and balanced. And it will your creativity, it's it's not stifled that your creativity flows easily. So you don't have trouble with coming up with creative ideas or um, producing something. Um, and then as well as uh, your sensuality and your sexuality. Also, you're able to truthfully and honestly speak your emotions, be able to um, express yourself and then it's just it's attached to abundance enjoyment joy fulfillment and overall general wellness and then if you're unbalanced or closed off with the chakra um, you'll feel withdrawn no sensuality, um, feeling creative blocks, not being able to pursue uh, an idea or a project, um, intimacy issues and relationships, uh, insecurity, dependency, and uh, depression, anxiety, fear, anger. Um, And then if you're too open, you'll have intense emotions, um, emotional instability, uh, over-sexualize, too sexual, um, sexual dysfunction. um, Oh, sexual dysfunction. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Reproductive issues, fibroids, infertility, Hmm. um, issues with kidneys or bladder. Any of that. If you're too, if your chakra is too, too open. open, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the sacral. Like a, so that's part of the negative. That's mm-hmm. part of the unbalance, really. Yep, uh, part of so the. So that's unbalance. like a manifestation. Some of it. I mean, it's all still one. Mhm. Yeah. Hand yeah. Hand. So and then we have remedy to fix that. Um, there are. Where there's remedy out there. We can't mm-hmm. say we have remedy, like, because they go to come to us for remedy for some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm telling you, the remedy is what you need to do. Yeah, we ha- there's remedy out there. But we have it. Um, as far as what foods you could eat to help heal that chakra, the sacral chakra, and orange foods helps uh such as like carrots uh, cantaloupe 
um, pumpkin, oranges, mangoes, peaches, sweet potatoes, anything like that. And uh, also brown uh, fruits and vegetables. So like dates or like cinnamon, um, any sweet fruit would help heal. Um, Cause it's sensual. So that means tamarinds too. I don't know if people know what tamarinds are. Um, but that's a sweet slash tangy brown mm-hmm. seeded fruit that you can find at like the international markets. And then of course water. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean water water rejuvenates the body, expels the cells. I mean expels toxins from the cells. Um, bring nutrients to your organs and the cells like we need it so you know sometimes people's veins aren't flowing have um blockages and all types of stuff the lack of water so a lot of us are dehydrated so holistically we gotta get our intake of proper foods and proper um water intake mm-hmm. and then some essential oils that would help is orange um or sweet orange that helps this chakra mm-hmm. helps um activate it or help balance it um uh, ro- ro- rose essential oil sandwood which sandwood um, sandalwood sandwood Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was also for the um, root chakra, I remember. Oh, okay. So it has multiple uses. And then, as well as crystals. So the moonstone, coral, amber, just to name a few. Um, And then... Now we're going to talk about actions to take to help recover um, and recovering uh, your chakra back or getting it there to where it needs to be balanced. And we already mentioned before meditation. That's just pretty much a given. You have to meditate. (laughs) And then uh, we mentioned drinking water and then as well as drinking water being in submerged in water um being around bodies of water taking showers and baths now um showers and baths serve a a dual purpose because uh, it could also signify a cleansing but as well as um water is um the element of the chakra so with water it's a a flow it's a constant flow it's a spring and uh, with that that's where it's connected to creativity and ideas Um, as like we mentioned before uh, Mm -hmm. you know water when I'm in the shower 
um, submerged in water, just being around water, just that's where some of my ideas come from. You know, what sparks an idea. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get a lot of my, um, I guess, what, how do I usually word it? Um, a lot of my inspiration, a lot of my downloads, a lot of my connections, my prophetic messages or directions, um, a lot of times happen when I'm in the shower. It's like, it's like almost like your thinking cap where the light comes on when I'm in the shower so all this time and this is what I mean by some things are just packaged differently like this over here in this sector of realm of teaching we call it this this is okay so water is an element as doing that but it's been I've been doing this it's been working this way for me forever you know as long as I've been alive that's what I can remember it's like I mean I asked myself as an adult like why how come every time I'm in the shower is when I get like the most clarity I have like Mm -hmm. where my thoughts are like so intense you know so I get it when they say you know um get around water even if you don't have water like to have a waterfall waterfall um they have small ones Mm -hmm. um you know, it still makes a difference to hear it. Even like the sound, um, those sound monitors and um, sound waves. And I have like spa music, things that play like spa music. Like the white music, noise. And white noise mm-hmm. machines that have like the sound of rain and all, all of that can help. Because it still is like the sound. We already know there's power in that because we were just talking about the sound bowl. So even if you're just playing the sound of running water or water running or rain or the ocean mm-hmm. all of that can help and it helps in meditation it helps relaxation it can help people sleep not everybody's the same but it helps depending on where you are and which chakra needs activated and which chakra needs balanced you know will determine what needs you you have at that time but yeah yeah Water is a powerful element. <laughs> yeah. And, as, and then also the actions to take towards balancing your chakra um, is dance or movement. And you said that before. Mm-hmm. With yeah, dance, dancing. Certain dances. Um, yeah. Any like pelvic movement. There's dances, and also there are certain um, postures that you can do to unblock the chakra. Like, um, they call them yoga poses, but for me, it was just regular stretches that we used to do for dance or before you did a sports activity. Like, mm-hmm. the pose, like, you, the stretch you would do to um, prepare for um doing the splits or before you getting ready to run track or just the one um they call it the um oh what pose was that i'm sorry i couldn't remember um there were several poses for it too i don't even know now i can't remember 
Like, I mean, even like when... Oh, the pigeon pose. Pigeon. Yeah, like this when the leg is stretched out. Like, okay, so say my leg. You're on the floor. You have one leg stretched out behind you, right? Like your left leg. And your right leg is in front of you. Kind of like shaped in like a triangle. And you're, you're sitting on like your pelvis and your back is straight up mm -hmm. so all that time you know that was just a stretch but really it's like called a pigeon pose mm -hmm. or there's like a lizard pose a bridge pose there's like, all these different poses yeah, and like the yoga. butterfly pose like you know butterfly when you, pose. yeah yeah um and cobra so mm -hmm. like you said it's just it's different things you do Right, but I was just trying to, you know, mm -hmm. make the connection that, you know, over here is called this. Over right, there. right. That's just how it is. Even, I don't want to get off task, but there's a new show on Netflix and it's showing like how it's the same food. It's just everywhere else, like all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, or in so many different parts of Africa. Like, yeah, it's just same thing, just different. Yep different name mm -hmm. but yeah we want to definitely get some movement to the area so when it comes to the sacral um like women that deal with uh, womb issues um you want to definitely try to move that stagnant energy first off and you definitely want to get some movement down there um if regardless if it's stretching if it's dancing if it's you just um, grounding and, or um, massaging, just get that, get some movement down there because you don't want, um, you just don't want that area to lie dormant. And if you're having an issue there and you never move it, just like, okay, the same thing happens when we don't exercise. If we're not going to exercise, then we're going to um lack of better words blow up or you're going to have an issue so that's the same you thing you start it's to like lose just, mobility yeah you just have to target this was just more so fine-tuning and targeting it per se like say you already work out but now you're you're trying to you're going to target that area and i was um explaining before of a lady that i saw that she knew like Chinese medicine and like she was like a masseuse and she was diagnosed with a, a, a fibroid. And as soon as she, because she was overall healthy already, like immune system must have been up to par and um, already a bit active. Um, she just did some stretches and she didn't call it yoga. She did like specific stretches floor stretches and then she just did like some massage moves <laughs> some massage yeah. techniques which on her. massage is a part of how what you can do to recover and balance it so that, makes that sense. yeah that meant yeah so she was massaging it um but like not it was a particular way because she was like a professional so i was trying to explain this but it's more like you know, if you go get a massage and it sort of like grab and turn, that's kind of what she was doing to her womb area. But all in all, it did not take long. I'm telling you, it was like a month. 
and then her fibroid was gone. And I think, um, actually, my, I think it was less than that. I was just giving her some time on there. But, um, but hers wasn't big and she didn't have multiples because she was overall healthy. So that's another thing. Like we got to, everything's not a one, one size fit all. It's not a one stop shop. It's all holistically because it's all like the circle of life. Everything affects something else. So, yeah. So she was, but she was in good shape. And she was older. She was a middle-aged woman. And, yeah. So it was just, that was pretty, pretty good to see. I mean, I'm always rooting for somebody else that, you know, that just wins, you know, with their health and anything, really. Yeah, and that goes into um, healing yourself physically. Um, if you have issues with those areas, like in your kidneys or your bladder or anything over there, and like you said, your um, reproductive organs. So just taking it upon yourself to make sure you um, either prevent it through preventative um, care or um, if something's not right, you target it. Yeah, target it. With these with these steps and more, mm-hmm. what you find on your own. Then, I mean, honestly, positive mindset helps too. Yeah, mind is very powerful. And um, some of these herbs that we talk about from week to week too, Yeah, it all targets different things. And then mm-hmm. as well as um, heal yourself through emotional issues so it is important to have somebody to talk to a professional professional um Mm -hmm. to help you sort these things out yeah mental health is yep number one so those are all the pointers i had as far as actions to take to help balance i think Um, that's pretty good um and then a lot of people a lot of you listeners, you probably already know about the seven chakras, but I'm hoping that you can um, be enlightened or be reminded or... Maybe it'll spark something for you to go and research more about it. Exactly. I was going to say, if you didn't even know that much, it goes deeper than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I just want to just be able to continue to practice and learn before I dive in deep and call myself teaching something i mean i haven't even experienced it all yet yeah it, so it definitely i know levels to this. yeah i know every time i study it's definitely um self improvement on my part it's right. n- there's nothing that um we ever go over that i don't evaluate myself mm-hmm. and um and a lot, some a lot of times things are are being revealed to me Mm-hmm. Um, as I am doing this, so yeah, it's, it's very interesting that we're even on this part. I mean, because we knew about the chakras, but we didn't like we would talk about it. Like you know, we knew. Um, we used to talk about her Tasia specifically. Say activate your throat chakras because she's a quiet person sometimes. So it's just like even that was a thing, but like to now know like. There's what there's so much more than 
what's on the surface. Like, we yeah. know that's your throat And chakra. I know, yeah, with the throat chakra, yeah, you can activate it. But if you aren't um, one with oneself in your sacral chakra and you don't know your truth and you don't have that confidence. It's basically if there's a balance, if you're unbalanced. In one, yeah. If you're unbalanced in then one. it's not going to. Because it's all in alignment and it works together. Those energies flow. Mm-hmm. Through you like all together, so um, they all have a part. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's very interesting. This for those that don't hear it enough. Um, yeah, like she said, hopefully you can you can go research some of this stuff mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, and then um, not to get you guys overwhelmed with anything. It's just um, you take the information and it's not like you have to do it all in one day Mm -mm. but you can actively uh continue to improve and um just work on work on repair these things um when needed right Mm -hmm. and honestly it's a constant work because our body is always in need Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you got it it's a constant work because you want to stay balanced so I mean, if you can master and then keep moving higher, higher, elevating higher, then, you know, so it it would have to be a constant work. But not like, like you said, like, oh, like beat yourself up if you didn't get to meditate today or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. you, whatever your action steps are. But yeah, so I think this stuff is intriguing, quite interesting. Um, yeah, I think people should just take a look at it. Um, it's not even as deep. Look, I found some deep stuff, but it's also not that deep. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking, I was reminded of something else. Um, like in the church setting, like some some scriptures are deep, and then sometimes it's like it's not that deep. Like it just depends on how you read it, when you read it, mm-hmm. and how it relates. Right. So it's kind of why I laughed about that. But anyway. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in once again. Thank you for your continued support, um, for always um, calling in or listening to the show after it's aired. Um, We appreciate y'all. Yeah, and, you know, check out our website when you get a chance, um, jtmuse.com, jtmuse.com, and um, tune in to all the shows we have going on. We have... um, and independent thinkers on Sunday at 7 p.m. And then Truth Tuesdays with Akeem L. on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Solomon's Temple on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then yours truly, The Divine Connection Show at 7 p.m. on Thursdays. Um, like we said, we do appreciate the continued support. And um, we hope to be on here again i look forward to it next week same time peace everyone y'all be y'all be blessed a man can receive nothing no thing except it be given him from heaven what does that mean whatever you receive comes to you from your highermost self-definition self-awareness is the whole secret of life the whole secret of experience, all else is commentary.
you'll find me redundant and I intend to be because these are not just intellectual exercises here I'm not interested in just imparting to you some beautiful theories to tickle your ears or to impress you with my expertise what we give you here you can use instantly so again I say you are free to modify to change to build your self-image but once that self-image is set in the subconscious mind free will ends and what I call subconscious compulsion takes over if you don't like being poor you are free such as it is but this is self-awareness on this side of self-awareness let's say free will operates because you're free to establish a self-image a self-awareness but once self-awareness is established subconscious compulsion sets in now Reverend Ike says you can be what you want to be have what you want to have yes and no if you identify yourself as the one who is being, doing, and having, you will have it. Because whatever belongs to your self-awareness must come to you. Suppose, for example, uh, somebody wants to become a millionaire. Can just anybody become a millionaire? Yes and no. So we're both correct. All right, suppose you want to become a millionaire. What must you do? You must establish in your subconscious mind the awareness of being a millionaire. If you do not establish in your subconscious mind the awareness or the image of being a millionaire, you can't. But once you establish in your mind the thought, the feeling, the emotions of a millionaire, you'll be subconsciously compelled to do all that is necessary to become a millionaire and you will become now the words from the lips of Jesus my yoke is easy my burden is light comes into play under subconscious compulsion and by the way that's my term I never heard it before because anything that you establish as a part of your self-awareness it happens automatically past that point you establish wealth as a part of your self-awareness it'll be easy for for you to be wealthy it'll just keep coming to you here again from the scriptures to him that hath to him it shall be given to him who has a certain self-awareness all that belongs to that subconscious self-awareness will be drawn unto him and I if I be lifted up I will draw all men I will draw all manifestations unto me whatever awareness whatever image of myself that I lift up in my self-awareness it will draw all manifestations like unto itself unto me this is why here we're constantly teaching you to identify yourselves with health happiness love success and prosperity and here is something which will tell some of you religious people why certain things do not happen in your praying you see here again I don't care how you pray and ask God to do certain things and to give certain things to you unless you in your mind become the person Let's just take something for instance. People who pray for healing, Lord, heal me. The healing is not going to take place until and unless that person becomes aware of himself as a healed person, uh, as a healthy person. And I've seen this happen and it's, it's somewhat heartbreaking for religious people because here again, it's, it's a case, as I've said before, where people are morally right but mentally wrong. Lord, help me. Lord, do this. 
But whatever you want to be, to do and to have, you must first of all become aware of yourself as the one who is being, doing and having. And once you do that, you don't really have to worry. You'll be led to do the right things. You'll, you'll be compelled to do the right things. Uh, some people have gotten hung up by uh, saying, well, Reverend Ike, uh, you just tell people to become aware of themselves and, and to visualize that they're being, doing and having all of those good things. Uh, do they have to work for any of those things? You know, they didn't follow me all the way, I could tell. So now you just teach those people, and you know, we're good on visualization. But we're very good on that. So you just teach people to just sit down and visualize themselves being and doing and having all of these things. Uh, uh, is there any work involved? Yes, there's all kind of work involved. But if you become aware of yourself, for example, as a millionaire, subconscious compulsion takes over and it will lead you to take the right steps. There are some people who want certain things and they try to get certain things, they try to become certain things and do certain things without having, as Emmett Fox would say, the mental equivalent, uh, the equivalent self-awareness. And this is why it's so hard to be, to do, and to have. Anytime you find yourself struggling to be, to do, or to have something, it means that you have not established the self-awareness of yourself in being and doing and having. So your work is first of all to establish the awareness of yourself as the person who is being, doing and having the good which you desire. And then you practice Sabbath. That's when you rest. You shall not need to fight after that. This is why so many times I've watched, I've watched people break their backs and their necks working hard year in, year out trying to accomplish certain things and just never could quite accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. It was because they did not establish the self-awareness which is equivalent to what they desired. Look at your ideal self in your mind. Acquaint yourself with your ideal self and the good which belongs to your ideal self-image will come unto you. You find that once you establish a positive self-image of yourself being, doing and having the good which you desire, as Reverend Ike would say, everything will just start clicking. You just start meeting seemingly by accident all of the right people for all of the right purposes. All of the right things will just start happening. But you find life a struggle at being, doing, and having until you establish the equivalent self-awareness. The self-awareness which belongs to that which you want to be, to do, and to have. This is why for a period of one year in particular, you remember I exclusively taught what? Visualization. Teaching you how to see yourself. Teaching you how to identify yourself with that which you desire to be, to do, and to have. And those of us sitting here, we know that it has worked. We witnessed it work for people. Some people came here by the thousands when I, and went through these visualization techniques with me for the first time and things just began to happen. All right. Somewhere I read this, when I look at you, I'm disappointed. When I look at myself, I'm disgusted. But when I look at him, I'm satisfied. What this really is, it's a contrast between the positive self-image and the negative self-image. When I look from a human concept of self, of myself, upon a human concept of others, I'm disappointed and disturbed. Humans looking upon the human scene are always disappointed and disturbed. And here in this philosophy, we do not teach people simply to think of themselves as mere human beings a worm crawling upon the dust. Some of us in our religious upbringing, this was instilled into us. And some of us even went to church and sang that hymn, For such a worm as I. Too many of us have been taught 
to think of ourselves as simply a birth certificate waiting for a death certificate. What a poor self-image. But there's the divine self within you which we teach you to identify with. And another beautiful hymn indicates that human lives through many scenes are drawn and vexed with trifling cares. While thine eternal thought moves on, thine undisturbed affairs, there is that within you which is undisturbed. When I permit myself for one moment to get too caught up in an outer scene of disorder, I bring myself back to my divine self by simply affirming the divine order is in order. Say that with me, come on. The divine order is in order. And it's good to know that there is a divine order that is in order and it's not going to get out of order. And then I decree we are in it and of it. Come on, let's do the whole thing. The divine order is in order. We are in it and of it. Or you can say, I am in it and of it. Come on. The divine order is in order. I am in it and of it. If all your self-identity contains is just the idea of yourself being some poor little worm, as someone has said, I believe, in this way, a pawn in the hand of fate, then you're really in trouble. But I'm part of the divine order. The divine order is established within me together. The divine order is established within me. And I must not permit myself to get so caught up in the scene of human disorder that I forget that the divine order is in order. Well, now, this is where my shouting religious nature begins to come out a little, you know. Because it just makes me happy when I think about that. Because, you see, this divine order that resides at the center of me, this is the Father's house. And in the words of the spiritual, everything is all right in the Father's house. And this is why, again, from the Psalms, the Jewish hymn book, the 91st Psalm, it opens by saying, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But you see here again, science comes into play. You have to know that the secret place is within you. And when you know that the secret place, the place of peace, is within you, you're free from the confusion of the world. And you're not going to get free from the confusion of the world until you know where the secret place of the Most High is. And here again in another psalm, David, the sweet singer of Israel, said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple, for in the time of trouble He will hide me in his pavilion. He will set me upon a rock. And you see, people need to discover this rock, this divine foundation, which is within. And learn to build your self-awareness upon this rock of divine self-awareness. And then you see, the world can't shake you anymore. As we used to sing, picking cotton in the south, we used to sing, then the world can't do you no harm. So let me ask you another question. Where do you live? And don't answer out loudly. Where do you live? You better learn how to live in the secret place of the Most High. 
You'd better learn how to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Dr. Miller one day spoke to a very outstanding clergyman, said, how are you? And the clergyman began to complain about all the different things that were going wrong. And so Dr. Miller said to him, you need to get out of your human self and get into your divine self. And this sort of sums up our philosophy of what we're trying to get people to really do. Get out of the human self-image and enter into the house of the Lord. Enter into the divine idea of yourself. Stop saying, oh hell, I'm only human. When you say I'm only human, you let yourself in for everything that humans suffer. This is why, again, the prophet Isaiah says, cease from man whose breath is in his nostrils. Stop thinking of yourself simply as a pawn in the hand of fate. Stop thinking of yourself as, well, I'm only human. I declare that I'm not human, I'm divine. And as I said before, I love Jesus more than I ever did, but I have given up the Jesus of Christian misinterpretation because the Jesus of formal theology, there was a conversation between Jesus and Peter, who later became the Apostle Peter. And Jesus asked the question, Who do you say that I am? And the answer was, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. But you see, this not only applies to one man, Jesus, but the Christ, the Son of the living God, is the true identity of every man. And when a man comes to know who he is in God and who God is in him, he then ceases to be merely human and he becomes divine. I want to be a bit redundant and I want to tell you something so that you can change now. You can be transformed by the renewing of your mind and you can get out of the negative human experience. Stop thinking, stop saying, I'm only human. Because then you identify yourself with all of the miseries and misfortunes that humanity is heir to. Identify yourself as the son of the living God and you become heir to a divine inheritance.